Yes, yes, welcome. Welcome to the Lori Petty Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. And as you can see, if you're watching, we got some new digs. We got some new digs for the moment because I have not set up the official Petty Ratchet Studios yet, but that'll come. So just have a little patience. But um, I was tired of not filming this thing because you miss out on uh, a lot of video clips. And we all know the world works in video clips. And all the comedians out there, because I've been doing a ton of stand-up, I've been hanging out with y'all, and there's a lot of talented people, but a lot of them just do not understand how to use the internet, and they will never pop off, because when's the last time you discovered somebody at a comedy club versus the internet? Because what happens is you find people on the internet, and then you go see them in real life, because that's how the world works. And why should I feel like a hack that I was smart enough to know that for the last four years or however long I've been doing this? I think it's about four years, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast, if I hadn't said that already. Sometimes I go on these tangents. I've been watching this Kanye documentary, and uh, I realized I think I'm bipolar because... I remember I was dating this girl, this absolute angel from Argentina years ago, and she always compared me to Kanye. Not, I know that's how, but I think she was calling me nuts because I just go on these tangents and I'll just fucking flip a switch. But uh, the guy's spitting bars, dude. The guy's, they call him crazy when he's saying shit. And he talks about that too. He talks about being people being written off as crazy when they're saying something that's just outside of... Uh, their current comprehension and everything we know, everything society's taught us is just complete bullshit. And I don't want to sit here with my tin hat on, but it's true. You know, I mean, men and women are both equally victims of the bullshit that society has taught us. Um, the cold facts are that men, you're basically, you need to perform. You need to be valuable. You need to add something to the world. You need to put a dent in the world for anybody to want to, anybody to want to fuck you. <laughs> and then for women, you have to take care of yourself. You have to be healthy. Like anybody that says those things, like, Oh, you should, they should love you how you are. You know, think about it. If you're a guy and your guy friends are telling you, Oh no, dude, fuck that girl. She should love you the way you are. Think about it. Would you love any girl that doesn't at all take care of herself? And it's not all about looks just taking, if somebody can't take care of themselves, it opens up a whole window into how they go about their business. You know, like if you can't take care of your body, what else are you not taking care of? Like if somebody's morbidly obese, what do you think their finances look like? Or what do you think anything? And what do you think the inside of their car looks like? You know, it's just kind of a big sign. And so yeah, if your buddy's like, Oh no, nah, dude, she's, she sucks. She should love you for the way you are. No, like, your merit is based, you have a performance merit in general. And it's not necessarily always money. People always be like, oh, women only like rich guys. It's not even just the cash itself because this sounds really ignorant, but you ask the average woman like, hey, what does a Lamborghini cost? And she'll have no idea. She knows she likes it because she knows it takes a smart motherfucker to get it um, or can provide a certain level of comfort to her. And then for women, when, when your female friends are telling you, oh, he should love you how you are. No, he's going to go bang some hotter chick. He's going to go bang some chick that takes care of herself or that has, um, 
you know, if you want some rich guy, yeah, he wants to be rich, but then he wants somebody that's going to be able to hold the house down. What the fuck value does he get out of marrying some girl that one is not attractive and two that isn't a homemaker? Like if he's already rich, he doesn't need another income. So, uh, stay woke, dude. It's the biggest bullshit. Uh, well, stay the opposite of woke because everything they feed us is bullshit, dude. It's all bullshit. Look at how the whole COVID thing came clashing down, you know? That was all bullshit. They finally made a skit on SNL where they're sitting there and they're saying the same shit that anybody with the brain's been saying for the last year and a half or two years. Like, hey, maybe this little paper thing isn't keeping out this deadly virus and maybe this deadly virus is primarily taking out fat and old people. And not once did they, not once did they ever come on TV or in the news and say, we should take care of ourselves. They went, they went full in on the vaccines and I'm not saying the vaccines didn't work. I got vaccinated. Um, I'm just saying they could have also said, Hey, make sure to take some vitamin D and get regular exercise. They had a chance. They had a window where the whole world was locked down. They could have told everybody, Hey, while you're at home, make sure to exercise and eat properly. And they could have really, instead of nuking people's accounts and like demonizing people and firing fucking EMTs and firemen and cops and all these necessary people and tried to strike down on trikers, strike down on trikers, strike down on truckers. They could have been like, Hey guys, make sure you're healthy, get vaccinated and try to live a healthy lifestyle. It was a perfect opportunity, but no, you got all these fucking obese bitches telling you, Oh, you better get vaccinated for my health. Like, no, you should keep the ho-hos out your fucking neck. Um, I really don't even think I started that camera. <laughs> I did start the camera, so never mind. Um, but yeah, the whole world, everything is bullshit. Like all this Ukraine stuff. You know, Russia shouldn't be doing what they're doing. And this is all just my opinion. But uh, Putin's been telling them for like eight years to not fuck around. It would be like it would be like if this is why your gas is so expensive. OK, everybody, the Democrats, they just want to blame Putin for everything the same way they've been blaming Trump for everything for the last God knows how long, even though he hasn't been in office, um, even though when Trump was in office, things were so relatively Trump isn't, you know, like him or hate him. Things were pretty good. The stock market was popping. Gas was cheap. There weren't any fucking wars. He was over there shaking hands with Kim Jong-un. Everybody's like, oh, he's a dictator sympathizer. But it's like, well, what else is he supposed to be? You're supposed to be at arms with this dude all the time. You know, you think the, the people are like, oh, lead with love. They get mad at a guy for trying to have good relationships with these fucked up countries and trying to influence them in a way to not kill all their people. I don't know, dude, but like this whole Ukraine thing, it would be like, it would be like if China and Canada were becoming buddies right next to us. And we keep telling Canada like, no dude, we don't want China that close to us. And then eventually they do it anyways. You know, it'd be the same thing, dude. And the first thing that Biden did when he was in office is he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, which was supposed to be American power fuel. And uh, then we just been buying from the Russians. Like what the fuck? Doesn't it burn more oil and shit to like, 
put a bunch of oil on a freighter and bring it here. They're like, oh, we're doing this for the environment. We don't want an oil pipe going through Canada into the United States. Okay, but then we're going to just bring in just as much oil as we would have anyways. They're like, oh, go buy an electric car. Okay, I would, but then what happens someday when the power grid goes down, you know? Then you look like some... Uh, some NFT owner. Imagine, imagine if like nuclear war happens, right? And somebody sinks all their money into NFTs and then the power grid goes down. Or if America slowly turns into one of these communist countries like China, where you get social points based on your behavior, because you know that's coming. We talk about, oh, the, the bad Russian oligarchs. Well, what, who are our oligarchs? Is the Twitter CEO, the Facebook CEO, the YouTube CEO, and who the hell else, you know? They're more powerful than the government because how do all these politicians and shit get their word out there? They use these social media pages. Then you get these rich billionaires controlling what information you can put out there or not. And if it harm, it's so crazy to me because the very, I've been a liberal all my life, right? But then that's because I was against government corruption for free speech, for people's rights and just kind of for freedom in general. And now it's completely flipped. We're all like everybody on the left. They want more government control. They want more censorship. They want more war. They want all this shit. So I was like, I want nothing to do with them. I'm not even, I, I was joke. Like I made a joke the other night when I was doing stand up. like I'm not a right winger, but according to fat bitches with blue hair, I am. And that's true. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't think Trump is like this angel, this guy that time traveled back to save us from the devil. I don't think that, but I think he's a lot better than a demented guy that wants to just fuck up the country to gain more control, you know? Uh, let me crack my back. Uh. But anyways, dude, um, what do you want to talk about today? <laughs> Speaking of stand-up, uh, I think I'm going to treat it like a rapper. I'm going to start treating stand-up like a rapper because I was a huge hip-hop fan growing up, and when I was young, the best rappers got famous. And I think that's how comedy is like the best comics right now get famous, but I don't think anybody's ever just came around and just made constant train wrecks. You know, I don't think a six, nine in comedy specifically came around and just bombed and created train wrecks all the time. So I'm just, I'm going to suck so bad that, uh, I'll get a bunch of attention for sucking and I'm going to become famous anyways. And then I'll turn it on and then I'll actually try um, even though I've been trying the whole time, but I'm just going to use that as a, as a f front, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy, dude. There's no feeling like just bombing in front of a room full of people. <laughs> Actually, what's worse is bombing in front of an empty room when there's only like four or five people. That's worse. I get, I don't get nervous if there's a ton of people. I get really nervous when it's just a bunch of like, disgruntled comedians sitting around just waiting, you know, everybody just waiting for their turn to get up on stage and talk their bullshit. And so you can make, you can make the best joke and then you have no way to gauge it because you just have a bunch of, there's a lot of ego, dude. A lot of these comedians are weird. A lot of them are weird because, um, you know, obviously the ego comes into play and then it's weird to me too, because I'll be nice to a bunch of people who I, I have nothing to gain from. I'm just nice to people, even if I don't have anything to gain from them, but I'll be nice to people that I have literally nothing to gain from. And then they start treating me like a fan. And it's like, dude, what? I'm being like supportive of you. Like deep down, I don't even think you're that great. Um, it's like, I sucked at making memes at one point. I sucked at making beats at one point. I sucked at everything at one point. 
And right now I think I'm terrible at comedy. Like people tell me like I, I, I have a terrible memory. So my worst nightmare right now is, um, I guess one thing I've learned in life, and this is a very valuable lesson to all you young books out there is preparation, being prepared because a lot of anxiety in life comes from not being prepared. Like I had a, I had a job interview recently and I've always been very, very, very nervous for job interviews because I've always realized I've never been really prepared. Um, I've always taken pride in winging things and I've really learned like anxiety comes from a lack of preparation. So an anxiety makes you not perform well. Anxiety makes you stumble over your words and sound like a big idiot. So if you're very prepared, you got nothing to worry about because you kind of know, I mean, it's very, a lot of things in life are predictable. So same thing with going on stage. If you know your material, you, you aren't nervous. So the only nights where I haven't been nervous is where I've known exactly what I'm going to do with my set. It's where I just know the material in and out, back and forth. And uh, it's a performance. Um, I, I like doing this. I like podcasting and shit way more because I get to be creative on the fly and pull stuff out of my ass. But when, when you're on stage, um, it's, a, it's more of an art form. You know, it's a lot more rehearsed. But I would never put all my baskets right now in the stand-up basket. I think that is unrealistic in this day and age because... A lot of people are waiting to get booked. Like their whole thing is, oh, let me do all these mics and then eventually I'll start getting booked. Like I want to be big enough where I can book the venue. You know what I mean? That's my plan where instead of trying to, you still got to climb through the ranks like to get that respect because that matters a lot and to get good. And that's why I'm doing just a bunch of hell mics and not telling telling anybody where I'm going to be at or anything. Uh, just kind of getting the reps of getting on stage and bombing in front of strangers and shit like that and earning those stripes. But I'm not expecting to get put on by anybody else. I'm not expecting somebody to be like, Oh dude, you want to come open for me? Like I'm going to get big on my own doing my own shit. Like I have been, I had a real, that had a million plays the other days. How I, I, like, that's so crazy to me. I remember we went into the pandemic and I finally had a meme reposted on like a big page and I was freaking out. Cause I started, you know, cause I got like, 100, 200 followers out of it or something like that. I was like, dude, this is so weird. Like, I don't know these people. And then, uh, yeah, the other day I woke up and I got notifications like, oh, your reel has a million plays. And it didn't have my face in it, but it was still attached to my account. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, anybody tells me, oh, it doesn't matter. Just, blah, blah, blah. well, it doesn't. If you go out right off the bat, if you go, if you come out swinging straight for money or views or anything like that, you're fucking whack. You gotta earn your stripes, you know, in any arena. Um, you just got to play the games and come up and do your thing. But, uh, yeah, I think the thing I was talking about is preparation. Just be as prepared as you can possibly be for anything. Cause it'll subtract all the anxiety. Cause anxiety is what makes you fumble around and stuff, you know? And I don't know how that would translate into maybe dating or something like that. Cause I, I'm not even in that mind space right now. Like it's, it's weird, dude. I've just, I've completely taken the pill as far as just everything I know being bullshit. Like when I hear guys talking about women or women talking about guys, like whatever it is, it's just like, dude, everything we've been told is bullshit. Like for guys, I don't want to chase women. I don't. Women are the choosers. Women choose who they want to be with. So I would rather put my time into getting really fucking rich and really fucking famous and then being around a certain caliber of people and then 
having different women want to choose me and then me having my pick of that. I don't want to date some fucking, I don't want to say like, I don't even want to, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to deal with uh, disgruntled women who think they can do better uh, because that's just like, that's just nature, you know, in the back of every woman's mind, she's just like, Oh, this is good as I can do. And, um, you know, I want to be the greatest version that I can possibly be. And then, yeah, dude, you, you got to find, and it's the thing that you, you got to find, uh, what's the least corniest way to say this, like chasing excellence, but you really got to just work on yourself instead of trying to work on going out and like chasing girls, what you should be doing is trying to get as healthy as you can, trying to get as wealthy as you can, and just like as sociable as you can, you know? And if you do those things, the, the rest will kind of fall in place. Like shit will just kind of start happening and doors, doors should just kind of start opening. Um, yeah, the shit you see in the movies about guys chasing some girl for two years or something like that, dude, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It's that thing with girls, like whoever's telling women all this, like, oh, men want to buy, like people telling women to act like dudes to get dudes, it's bullshit. Like if you're a girl and you're watching this, think about it. Do you want a guy that acts like a girl? No. You might say, oh, it's so attractive when a guy can communicate, when a guy's vulnerable, but you get sick of it after like the second time. You don't want to hear some dude bitching all the time. You're like, dude, get your bitch ass up out of bed and go do something. Go make something out of yourself. Right. And it's the same thing from a guy's perspective about women. Women think, oh, don't, don't worry about, I'm about to say a bunch of which is going to sound like sexist shit, but it just is what it is. You know, if you tell women to do a bunch of shit that women are known to be attractive for, and it's like, no, go and, uh, be really bossy and disagreeable and I'm still speaking Kamala Harris. Like guys aren't going to be attracted to that. You know, like the same way you don't want to date one of your girlfriends. Like you don't want your boyfriend coming home and like getting jealous at your shoes. Your guy doesn't want your girl coming home and, uh, fucking what's up, bro. And like puffing, puffing your chest out at him. You know what I mean? And honestly, that's the beautiful thing about guys and girls when, when dudes act masculine and do their, their thing, like women feel secure and they can act feminine. And then when women act feminine and like play their role and are loyal and cause women just have a constant stream of dick. You know what I mean? Like that was my mental breakdown because I don't even want to go into it, but like when women don't have boundaries and shit like that, it just breaks you down and you got to fucking leave. And I have a, I have a new theory, which every couple needs to break up at least once because I believe deep down every woman needs to know that you will leave her. Otherwise she will just treat you like shit because if she knows that she's got you wrapped around her finger, she will have no respect for you. She's like begging subconsciously. She's like, why won't this motherfucker leave? Try it out. Dump your girlfriend. <laughs> if she's being, because usually girls don't even want to hurt your feelings, right? Typically the end of a relationship is a girl's decision directly or indirectly because she'll just start fucking talking to other guys or being just rude to you and disrespecting you because she, she needs, she needs to know that you're able to leave her and go out into the world and do your thing. And then, uh, depending on what she does after you do that, you take it back or not, you know, she goes out and 
fucks a bunch of guys, then it's like, okay, you showed your true colors and you don't take her back. I made that mistake once. And then if, you know, if she doesn't, it, dump your girlfriend once, okay? That's my, that's my advice for the day. Um, where are we at? I don't know. I think that's quite a bit. Of, we're still going to keep these episodes short. Um, what else do I want to share with y'all? I think that's it. Um, tell somebody about the podcast. Let them know it's not just some guy sitting here rambling about dick jokes. And uh, please leave a review if you can. Go in the whatever app you're listening on. If it allows for reviews, please go ahead and do that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to touch on. I think that's it. But uh, y'all take care. Appreciate you. Her body sickening I can be her prescription I can be her physician Sexual healing I can be her religion And now she's kneeling Praying to the ceiling I bless her as if she sneezed Must be the weather I dress her, I am her sleeves I am her feathers She's fly, flyer than you Flyer than me I love her, she loves me too I love her three times More than her mom Time will tell that I'm the nigga that she should, we should be wherever she wanna be on a late night, midday, a.m. Just say when, and I know I be with cavemen, but never mind them. She's poison, and I am Michael Bivens. See, I know that y'all don't hear me, but she does, we does. With grown folk doing it, had too much to drinking, I think. We done had too much to drinking. Oh, yes, I love her like. What's that? Money, Pussy money weed, pussy money weed. Yes, I love a lot. Pussy money weed, pussy money weed, pussy money weed. Yes, I love a lot. Pussy money weed, pussy money weed, pussy money weed. Yes, I love a lot. Pussy money weed, pussy money weed, pussy money weed. Oh, yes, I love a lot. Mrs. Carter, I see you with my daughter or son, more than one, maybe five like the Jacksons or John Paxson, just don't let him fuck up the mansion, and daddy will be home later on, smell it like the cologne that I put on this morning, and I hope that you smell like woman's soap and shampoo and lotion and perfume and candles, and I'ma run through that pussy like a vandal. Yes, I'm nasty as a Scorpio, but I'm a lucky Libra. Got her wet like she's sweating out of fever. Wow, leave her to me and she'll be smiling every single time you see her. From eager to eager. I wanna be beside her when she sleep as she lay. Or we can stay awake and watch the next day. Clothes are overrated, panties are debated. Einstein, her head is the greatest. Oh yes, I love her like... Pussy, money, weed. Pussy, money, weed. Pussy, money, weed. Yes, I love a lot. Pussy, money, weed. 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 Pussy, money, weed.
Don't shake your body with nobody, not even a finger. I will cut it off and let him keep it. That ass for Weezy, baby. And at my station, we have sex orientation. When I hit it, she squint like them Oregon Asians. I do me. I say, hey, Miss Chung Lee, I like to see your booty. Roll like sushi. I'm trying to dip my celery up in her blue cheese. Eyes, ooeys, walas, tadas, mhms, uhhuhs, oh yes, never oh nos until I have to go and then it's never oh no. I tell her don't cry. I be back like the electric bill, and when she butt naked, she dressed to kill. Oh yes, I love her like pussy, money we, pussy, money we, pussy, money we. Oh yes, I love her like pussy, money we. Pussy money, we. Pussy money, we. Yes, I love her like. Pussy money, we. Pussy money, we. Pussy money, we. Yes, I love her like. Pussy money, we. Pussy money, we. Pussy money, we. Yes, I love her like. Pussy money, we. Pussy money, we. Pussy money, we. Yes, I love her like. 